It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G, the Pro Insider Podcast. This is for you out in the residential remodeling and construction trades out there. Whether you're selling tile to a builder or designing a new home, this show is for you. And we've got a great guest today, Josh Christian from the Home Technology Association. Welcome, man, to Around the House Pro Insider. Thanks, Eric. It's great to be on your show. Thanks, man. This is great. And, uh, you know, you and I have been chatting for, geez, coming up on a year here pretty soon, it seems. But uh, we finally got to meet face-to-face in uh, Orlando and and talk about some of this stuff. And I really wanted to to deal today with the scariest part for many builders and remodelers and even designers in home construction, home technology, and that mythical person that people keep hearing about, the integrator. Yes, <laughs> the mysterious <laughs> integrator. They love, this is a, a topic near and dear to my heart. And thanks for having me on because I love to talk about this and how the trades could work together better. Man, I tell you what, it's 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 almost like the I see the bad habits happen out there, and it's because things have changed and people haven't caught up to how the world works now in construction. And you know, I see at the eleventh hour, sheetrock's in. All of a sudden, they're trying to bring the integrator into the process, or you know, paintings going on the inside, and they're start. Oh, I got to start thinking about home technology, and they're six months too late in the process of where they should have had them in there. Absolutely. So, with you yeah. So, Josh, where do you where do you see the best place for to be ground zero for bringing in that you know educated integrator into a job site? Yeah. So, if we're talking to well, builders, interior designers, architects, uh, all three of these trades in your process the home's technology needs to be determined as early as possible in the process. And that's a new thought to many. And when I, when I'm able to to speak to builders and designers and architects and explain why the logic is there. And so the the good news is they understand it once you bring up to some of the pain points they've had in their project. So for example, if I'm talking to, a general contractor, you know, someone doing new builds or major remodels, I, I will tell them that it's in their best interest and their client's best interest to get the home's technology needs determined before framing electrical and HVAC bids, which is a new thought to almost every single one of them. And their eyebrows might raise a little bit and go, huh? <laughs> then you explain, well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had these problems and I'll start listing off a bunch of problems like the the integrator gets brought into the project late and now they want these framing changes because the speaker needs to line up with these light lighting fixtures and there's framing joists in the way or the client wants to do a media room and they're going to have a motorized screen come down but the floor joists don't line up the right way and now there's these framing changes or they're going to pocket a tv or put a motorized lift that comes out of a ceiling or out of a floor and all these last minute surprises. So that that's one thing they go, yeah, that's happened. Or yep. if there's going to be a home theater or a media room, 
There's all sorts of needs on that room where all of a sudden they're being asked by the integrator to change some structural elements, or if they can't because it's too expensive or too far down the project, then these compromises happen and no one's happy. No. So they they all have seen this. And once I bring up some of the pitfalls that they've probably seen on their projects, they start to listen. And that's great because we want to make the builders have an easier process of dealing with technology and everyone wins, especially their client who we're yeah. both working for. No question. One of my favorites is I'll walk into a brand new build and I'll walk into a room and there's maybe three or four doorways coming out of it. And I'm like, we didn't really need to do four-way switches in here and have a switch <laughs> in every one of these. You could have done it with technology and not have that electrician have to put a four. We don't need four switches in this room just to turn the lights on. There are ways to get around that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you and I have had this discussion before uh, offline about the term integrator. And that's a good time to bring this in because I, I did the same thing after you and I talked when I was at a, a NARI convention just last week. And I asked by raise of hands, have you heard of the term technology integrator? Just like you, one or two hands goes up. <laughs> okay. What about the AV guy? Then all the hands go up and or the low voltage yep. guy. So I say, all right, we're rebranding our industry. First of all, there's a lot of women getting in this industry, which is great. So there's no such thing as the AV guy. Yep. But it's so much more than AV, like you just said, lighting. And the, the wall acne of having four or five, six gangs of lights, and then right next to that's a security keypad, and then maybe next to that's a thermostat. And pretty soon, this gorgeous home that has beautiful interior design has all this hideous stuff stuck all over the wall that you're right. If if an integrator got brought to the project, it could have been so much nicer. It could have been put in a small keypad. And the term integrator makes sense is because it's so much beyond, as you and I know, but telling the audience, it's so much beyond audio video, which is where the roots of this industry kind of came up from in the 80s. Yeah, and then, that's, that's before we had a lot of the automation stuff that we have today. Yep. It was yep. the quote unquote, like you said, AV guy, that came in and, and put the speakers throughout the house and hooked up the intercom system. And if it was low voltage, it was, it was the AV guy. And I'm using air quotes. It wasn't the electrician. Right. Right. That's how this, this industry evolved. And then on top of that, then they got into the control systems and such. Then home automation was on the map. And I think that really started getting its kick in the residential space in the nineties mm -hmm. where you were integrating through these home automation systems. Now you're talking to lighting control systems yep. out there, which are great. And then motorized shades and drapery systems, and then talking to the thermostats and then talking to the alarm systems and then talking to the pool and spa control where you get all these controls and you could unify them into what used to be before smartphones and iPads and things used to be those big touchscreens, right? Yeah. We used to have those like the iPad on the, the iPad wall. on the wall, as I called it. Yeah, it's exactly what it looked like. And they were really expensive back then. Or you'd have a, a almost like a mini iPad on, you know, they were a lot thicker than an iPads we know today, but we yeah. have those those color or black and white touchscreens. But wow, they were neat because you, you could consolidate all the controls in the house. And one of my favorite things about it was you would have a button on there that would say entertain and then your favorite 
music would come on and the lights would go to a preset level, it disarmed the security, get the house HVAC at the right temperature. It's really cool. So that's where we came from. But then, then the lighting systems and the motorized shades and surveillance cameras and of course, computer networks, IT, Wi-Fi, all that started to come into the purview of what the integrator does. So therefore the t- term integrator makes sense because you're integrating all this stuff together. Exactly. Exactly. And then the other question that I always like asking, and this is my, my second hand raising moment when I'm in a, in a room like you were, as I, as I look out and say, okay, guys, uh, how many builders do we have in here or remodelers? And they stick their hands up and it's, you know, half the group many times. And I go, how many of you are personally servicing that smart home equipment after the sale and through the warranty? And you see hands go up that are sheepish <laughs> and they have no idea what they're doing. And then you get into the conversations afterwards and they're like, well, I hate doing smart home stuff. And I'm like, okay, what do you hate about it? Well, you know, two months down the road when something's not working, I'm getting the phone call. And I'm yes. like, well, it's because you're not using an integrator. Right. Because now someone has to be there to manage that job site, of course, through the homeowner getting the keys or going back into that remodeled home or whatever it is. But now you've got to have some kind of tech support after the fact to make sure things are working correctly and have somebody that's a point of contact so that they can service that after the sale. And you don't want to be the builder getting 12 phone calls on a Sunday afternoon because, you know, Mrs. Smith's lines aren't working correctly. Absolutely. It's a very, very good point. And this is something that we have to step back for a moment and look at other technology in our lives, right? All of us have smartphones Mm -hmm. and all of us have computers that we have to use. Are they perfect? Do never. Yeah. You you probably can't go for a couple of weeks without having to reboot your phone because it's acting up a little weird or you're, you're, you're using your computer and it's acting up and you have to reboot it. That's that's because technology is not perfect. Well, likewise in the home as well. And that's one thing that it's great that you're talking about the subject and that you're teaching this when you're speaking to builders and remodelers, because sometimes they don't think about that. And in truth, I've been doing this since the mid nineties, but I'd say my more naive days when I first was selling home automation systems back when I was an integrator myself, I was a little too optimistic hey, we're going to do a great job putting this stuff in. It's just going to work. And then at some point, you're going to want to upgrade it. No, it does. It is going to freak out once in a while. And you're right. You don't want to have the build. The builder does not. There's enough phone calls they're getting on other things, right? Yeah. Don't add this complication to it. And what I try to help the builders see as well is that it's a full-time job to keep up on this dramatically evolving landscape of technology and if you do this full time, which integrators do this full time, mm-hmm. it's a big job just to keep up on all the different brands, which brands talk to each other in real life, because a lot of times they'll they'll act like, oh, yeah, we'll talk to this shade system and this light system. And then you find <laughs> out reality is quite a bit different. Oh, do my we- gosh. Don't get me started on that one. How many times do I look at the box or the spec and go works with and then you get it in your hands and go. That's not working at all. Right, right. Or or it might be a a very bad half-truth in that it technically works, but in such a poor way that it's useless. And you 
if you're the builder in this case, specifying that you did, you did what you thought the right thing was to do because you, you read the box and you believed it. And integrators, the good ones, are often testing this stuff at home, like in a, a lab. And I know you and I have spoken about this. You've played with some of this technology in your own home and you oh, find yeah. out, oh, this is cool and this is not, right? Oh, yeah. I've got boxes of stuff in here that I went, oh, I'll never suggest that brand. I mean, I've got probably 10 light switches over here that are <laughs> smart light switches that work with smart things. No, it doesn't work with smart things. It does. Yes. Yes. That, that's absolutely true. So integrators are good for this because what we want to get the message out that we want to get out there is that a, a builder should align themselves and find a qualified technology integrator in their community and then make them a valuable part of the team. Just like a builder is going to have their favorite plumbers, electricians and, and framers and such to find a good qualified integrator and that's been a challenge. This is, I don't know if you ask this in your classes, but what I do from, from my background and you know, being an integrator since the 90s is I'll ask by raise of hands, well, all builders, even if they don't know the term integrator and they, you say AV guys, I'll yeah. ask, what's your satisfaction level been? Uh, raise of hands. How many of you have found a great integrator that, that you continually work with? And it's very little hands. And that's pretty sad. So that's the other challenge that I think builders have is if they're listening to this right now and they might be saying, yeah, I've been there, done that, tried that. And these companies were clowns. So another thing that I think is real important for builders to know is that this is a very different trade, like unlike plumbers and electricians, where you have to go through some formalized schooling. And by the time that you're out there doing plumbing or electrical, you generally know what the heck you're doing. Mm-hmm. In this industry, it's very unregulated. And most states don't have a license. Only 21 of the 50 states in the country have a low voltage license. And even in those 21 states, many, uh, I live in California and California has a low voltage license requirement. They got a license for everything. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Very regulated state as people know. Yeah. And the association I run, the Home Technology Association, created the first standard of excellence for the integration industry because it needed to happen because anybody could have said, Oh yeah, I, I, I could do all this smart home tech in your house. I do handle everything. I'll handle the Wi-Fi, your home theater, your surveillance cameras, everything. I got it. And they seem like a nice person and they might have a nice website, but do they really know what's going on? And unfortunately, the majority, and I hate to say this, but it's the fact, the majority of companies out there that call themselves technology integrators are not that professional. They're more like hobbyists that really dig tech, but do they know how to run a business? Do they have a a service department or even a, a service policy yeah. with their clients or is everything kind of ad hoc? And yeah. so what I find is cynic, which quite often. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I ran into them, you know, on the, you know, I, I got cynics all the time. Yeah. So, and I understand why, and it's because they've been burned. Right. So no ill will towards these builders, your modelers, architects, designers, no ill will at all. It's often they've dealt with one of these companies that made them pull their hair out. It was just very frustrating. So that's why this association was founded back in 2017 is to, to try to put an end to these bad technology experiences. We, we created a very tough uh, certification standard that integrators can apply to become certified and that the ones that do 
are called HTA certified. HTA is our association, the Home Technology yep. Association. So when I find the cynic, I say, yep, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not going to try to defend this integrator at all, but just going forth, let me tell you about the HTA and the certification. Hire one of these folks. Your, your technology outcome is going to be much different. You know, I, I told this to the, I was on the CDA podcast and I told these guys the same thing. And I knew I, you know, great guys over there. I know I rock their world when I, when I told them this and I said, integrators as an industry have an image problem with builders right now, the same way interior designers did about 15 years ago. And it's taken a while to get through there that somebody would say, Oh, the designers on, on the project right now. And, and he or she is walking onto the site. There's the eye roll, the deep breath. Oh no, here they come. Yeah. And, and it's, and I told him, I said, you know, guys, this is, this is something that the interior design industry, and that's something I've been in for 30 years, battled for about 15 years there, that there was not a lot of respect that was given towards that industry. And it takes time for them to figure out that, oh, wait a minute, these people are my partners and they're going to make my life easier. And you just have to bust through that curtain to get through to that. Yes. And education like you're doing here today is part of that. So kudos to you. This needs to happen. What I'm doing over here as the head of the Home Technology Association, which led us to get to know each other, actually. Absolutely. Is, is to work with the trade associations like NHB and NARI and, and, and going on the uh, kitchen and bath side, NKBA and mm-hmm. ASID, IDS, all these different associations out there is to to build these relationships, get that knowledge out there so they know the breadth and scope of what integrators do, which we kind of talked about already in the show quite a bit, and to find out when they should be brought to the project and how to find the good ones. Because when that happens, wow, like you just said, you, you said it, you nailed it, that that when the builder started to accept the interior designer, maybe took some time, but when they did, they realized, hey, wait, that we're all part of the same team and this house is going to look better. And the interior designer brings a, a skill set that the builder doesn't have mm-hmm. to coordinate things and, and help with the project. Good integrators do as well. Bad integrators are just going to throw a wrench in the works. But the good ones that understand how to be team players, to to show up at job site meetings if they, if they have you know regular meetings, to go yep. there and actually do design and engineering, you know, actually could yeah. mark up a set of plans – now you're all talking on the same language, right? You're looking at a set of plans and coordinating things. But a bad framer, a bad plumber, and a bad electrician is going to throw that same wrench in the works mm-hmm. if they're not doing good at their job. And I really like to see that integrator in with the electrician and becoming their best friends because there's so many times, right, that you have this control system has to have power there. Yes. And those two got to be on that same page. Right. Because – there are so many things that are being controlled. I can't tell you how many times that in new construction, I'll sit there and they're like, Hey, I'm putting in this whole new smart air control system. That's going on the HVAC system. And uh, did, did you run an outlet over for that? Uh, HVAC guy goes, Oh, I didn't even know we were putting that in. Oh, there's the <laughs> box to it. Okay. Um, okay. Electrician, we need power over here. Now you're doing a, a little remodel on a house that, that is not even completed yet, but you're tearing up sheetrock and you're doing stuff again on change orders. And that's where these things, 
And especially now where you're getting into these new systems where now you're going to have the vent fans talking and just regular residential stuff. I'm not talking crazy systems here. I'm talking like bro new tone where you've got, you know, going in any home. Now you're going to have the range hood talking to the bathroom vent fan, talking to the, you know, the dehumidifier. And of course the, uh, the uh, ERV system, bringing in fresh air into the house. Those are all going to start talking together just as a basic model you're going to put into a house. And that's in a, a spec home. Yeah, absolutely. You are right. The trades need, need to be speaking with each other. And since it doesn't really often, that goes back to the idea that we're getting out there about getting the mindset out there to all the trade that, you know, the, the trade professionals, the builders and the architects, designers is to get the technology needs figured out early so that they could get in front of that conversation mm-hmm. and call that out. So for example, walking the show floor that you and I are both at in yep. Orlando in February and walking through um, Kohler and some of these other bathroom fixtures where everything is, <laughs> it's like your toilet's Wi-Fi now. <laughs> you know, your, oh, yeah, you my said, shower is. Yeah, but my house, my yep. shower's Wi-Fi, which, which to be honest is probably the scariest thing in my house because my shower and my master is all done. It's super cool. But in my head, I still have this nagging thing going what happens in five years when this control system is really, really out of date? Like my, like a five-year-old cell phone, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, a, a good point. And one of the things I was bringing up to the manufacturers and CD is working on this too, which is interesting and good that they have a relationship now with Kohler, which is a good start that they're helping share out with some of these manufacturers, kitchen and bath manufacturers that, it's nice to have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is there for convenience, but you know what? Please put some wired Ethernet jacks on the back of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it more secure, faster, more reliable. So that's that's a, another topic. But this is what it's all helpful to have the integrator in because not only are they looking at today, today's needs, but they're also looking at tomorrow's needs. And wire's cheap when it comes down to it. So super cheap compared to everything else. Yeah, exactly. So. A, a forward-thinking integrator is not only going to come up with a, a pre-wiring plan that's going to handle today, they might put some empty conduits in a couple key places. Uh, fiber is being run now in certain key areas. And just going back to the Wi-Fi thing, it's really funny. You have to run wires to have a good wireless system. So you're wiring up your access points around the house, even though they have mesh networks and now are just getting popular even oh, yeah. the uh, consumer grade stuff, you'd still want every one of those mesh nodes, the wireless access points wired. So we'll get yeah. all the wiring figured out so you don't have those dead spots because you're not really typically thinking of having solid Wi-Fi in the bathroom. But these days you need to have you better it. Better have it. Well, yep, it's funny. So, you know, I'm in a 1977 house here, Josh. And the bad part of that is, is it has insulation that's really decent which is good, but it's foil backed insulation back in the day. So Mm. out here in my garage where my studio is, it's great. But by the time I go through the fire door, I don't care what mesh system I had. I was really having slow internet connections out here because it was having a hard time going through the water heater, the heating and cooling system, the fire door, the foil backed insulation. And now in my house, I have all wired mesh system around here and I run ran cable to everything and I have no issues with that. But 
you know, the same thing runs in homes where you've got an exterior wall or you've got a, you know, yeah, yeah. I want builders and remodelers out to, to start thinking I can put in a water sensor that's going to sense leaks in my house out at the meter by the street, but I got to have my Wi-Fi out there for it to understand <laughs> yeah. that it's working. And this isn't just one of those things where you're trying to get it to work inside the house, but I've got cameras outside. This is interior and exterior. And if you've got a brick home or other things, you've got to make this stuff work correctly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And wireless is great, but it's definitely, like you mentioned, it's, it's for convenience. You've already seen how you've had to run wires. And what if the builder thought, oh, um, they didn't think of these things, right? Or how, how um, certain building materials are going to attenuate the signal so bad. And I, I, I'm not a design engineer myself, but at the companies that I worked with in the past, I was an integrator. I saw the software that we would use that you would, it would ask you, it's like, a, I forgot exactly what it's called, but the, the idea of this software is that by you laying out the house and you telling the software, the building materials, it would put a propagation map and tell you where you need to have all the wireless access points to be. And yeah. that's great. So rely on a pro for that. They have tools for this. And, and another thing that maybe the designers, if they're listening, go, oh, great. I want to see a little thing with antennas sticking out of it. You know, every you know five of these things in the house. The clever part, again, going back to the reasons of working with an integrator, good integrators are always trying to figure out how to hide stuff, make it as aesthetically pleasing as possible. And for example, at the International Builder Show, there was a, a company, I don't know, they were pretty close to your stage that you were teaching at, the tech stage, called Wallsmart. And yeah. if you were able to go by, they had the, these really neat little recessed pockets that go in the ceiling that you could put your access point behind there and have this, a little met, a little plate that hides it. You have a little suction cup and, and the plate comes off and there it is for easy access, but you put the little plate back on and no one's going to know that there's a wireless access point. Super clever. Have your Wi-Fi everywhere, but you don't have these little stupid plastic ugly things everywhere. It's, it's, it's well, let's get blended. back to that, that mesh system if you put that wireless access point up there and you've got it wired you still need to have an outlet up there so you can plug that in and power it so again i go back to you better be talking to your electrician with that too so that integrator can work with them to be able to have that if you've got any kind of a mesh system going up into that but there's so many ways to hide it yeah and going back to that idea and this is a, again going back to the consultation with the integrator is a lot of the networks that are being put in now by members that are certified are certified integrators by us are dealing with small business class or greater, which would be the enterprise grade networks. And these are designed to have hardwire, but they, these days what's nice is you can send the power down the ethernet lines. So you don't even have to yeah. put AC up there. So they call that very true. DOE. Yeah, power over Ethernet. But going back to your point, it, it's very valid about the electrician and why the integrator wants to be ahead of the electrician. Because going back to this, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, you know, the toilet might need to have power now because of the smart toilet, right? Or and a these, Wi-Fi you know, connection, or yeah, yeah, or be wired to you know have Ethernet cable going to your toilet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. And then even going back to before all where they're trying to make everything smart, even going back in time, 10 years, if you're going to have the equipment rack is going to be in a mechanical room or some large closet, it's going to need more power than just a simple 
15 amp outlet, right? So yeah. the integrator is going to say, I need X amount of 20 amp dedicated circuits. If you're going to do a home theater, then not only they're going to ask for certain circuits to be in certain places, they might be grounded differently to keep the hum and buzz out of I going to say, how the, clean is that power coming in? Because that's a whole other yeah. discussion. And, uh, you know, how are you protecting that from, from over voltage situations or under voltage situations and all that other stuff? Absolutely. I've been been brought to a, a few projects over the years, some takeover projects where because of these things weren't thought through and they have a, what we call, you know, a house audio system or multi-room audio. And normally when they have their background music, it's just background music. It's not yeah. that loud. It's, it's kind of sonic wallpaper, but then they have a party, a couple drinks, you know, crank up some Van Halen, turn it up, yep. boom, power shuts off because the, the draw of from those amplifiers actually overdid the circuit and threw the circuit breaker. How embarrassing <sighs> that happens. <laughs> so that's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. You might as well it's drop the bottle of wine while you're doing it. I mean, it's just one of those embarrassing moments of like, Hey, here's my system. And it just fell right on its face. Yeah, exactly. So we can, you know, the, the integrators aren't geniuses out there in the sense that, you know, they're the all knowing ones, but they definitely know how it affects other trades. And when the integrator talks to the client, figures out what the tech, what, which technologies they want, they could put together a, a, a proposal, figure out the heat calculations of how much heat this electronics are going to put out. So now the HVAC contractor now knows this going in so they could ventilate the mechanical room or if it's going to be in cabinetry, you know, mm -hmm. I, I know from your background yeah. and, and doing custom cabinetry, then you might've been in these projects where they're sticking surround sound amplifiers and receivers in a cabinet. It's, it's you could fry eggs in there. Well, oh, yeah. let's yeah, figure out how we could ventilate that and, and do it cleverly. And then there's no surprises and band-aids and compromises to, to fix later on. It just works from the beginning. If that information can be gleaned at the beginning. I have a funny story. I'll just tell this one really quick. This was back in my nineties days of kitchen and bath design. And the, my client wanted to put the, the halogen puck lights. Cause that was so much better than the you know, under counter better than the fluorescents that were back in the, in the early nineties. And we did that. So we did them in the house. She got moved in. I got a call a week later. She goes, can you come by the house next time? And I have one complaint. I didn't realize that she was storing her butter dish on the bottom shelf of one of the wall cabinets. It was right under that halogen puck light, that halogen yeah. puck light put enough heat out it melted her butter on her day that she was at work. She got everything loaded in the night before, left the lights on when she went to work, forgot about the under cabinet lights being on, came home and there was butter all down her cabinets, all down the front onto the floor. It melted the butter dish of the whole stick of butter and it ran down there. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have happened? Oops. I wouldn't have thought of that, you know, but it's one of those yeah. things that from then on, I was like, oh, well. Do you store your butter in there? Is there anything you put in there that's that, that could get warm that could be an issue? Of course, yeah. with LED lights, it's not an issue anymore as much, but uh, that was the problems back then. But that's what those professionals are. Now, in modern times now, you've got to have that integrator talking to your kitchen and bath designer because, you know, that smart range might need a wired connection behind that because now it is communicating. And now your range hood is now communicating with some brands like Mila where you turn on the electric induction range and it turns the vent fan on automatically. 
And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you've got to kind of keep in together. And I've been telling kitchen and bath designers for four or five years now, stop mixing brands in your kitchen appliance packages with people. You're better to stick with one brand because they are communicating with each other now. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're building on, on one platform. Yes. And, and, and on this industry, it's a little different in that there's some brands on the home automation slash smart home side that are making products, a lot of them under one roof, right? They're, they sure. started as a control company, then they branched into doing their own lighting panels, and then they're doing their own shading panels. And of course, there's a lot of symmetry or not synergy, that mm-hmm. is, to kind of have it all in the same brain. Uh, the other thing, though, that's good to know, there's some really great best in class companies like some major lighting brands out there like Lutron, you know, they make yep. shades and lighting, but they don't do control systems like that run the whole home. But the nice thing is their products are compatible with a lot of key players. And this is another reason why the integrators are great resources. They know who plays well with others. And when I was in the audience at your show back in February, mm-hmm. and I remember in the Q and a session, the builder sitting next to me, who was kind of unfortunately trying to DIY this and play with this on his own because he wanted to offer it to the clients, kind of going Correct. back to the problem brought up the outside, brought, he was asking you about compatibility issues and you said, yep, yep. You know, that brand doesn't talk to this brand, which doesn't talk to this brand. And of course it's confusing. It's confusing to consumers when they go out there. And some of the tech hobbyist ones that, you know, let's say you're, you're the, the homeowner is a little more tech savvy than average and they want to kind of dig into this themselves. And then they run into these frustrating things like, oh, this product doesn't talk to this product, but it talks to this one. Why? And it's hard to get it all, get everything they want to work together easily where leaning on an integrator, that's what they know. And they could tell you what price points, because maybe they can't afford a full-blown professionally installed system, but what can they afford? And let's figure out the most compatible system for you, or at least prepare for it to get a professional system, get the wiring infrastructure in place. Well, great example. And I'm not bashing on Lutron at all, but Lutron has, you know, you can walk into a Lowe's or Home Depot and grab a Casita smart home switch off the shelf. That's mm-hmm. their entry level switch. They have other things that they do. Yep. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, and that, that thing is handicapped compared to other things that they have out there. So maybe it's not going to work for you, but maybe the next step up will. And that's where that integrator is going to help you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Caseta system came out later after the Radio Raw 2 and, and Homeworks, which are the really more pro level installed mm-hmm. systems. And you are absolutely right. You can. You can do some pretty neat things with a cassetta, but then you go to the next level and you're like, oh, that's not compatible. I wish I would have known then that there was this other system they make. It's a little more expensive, but you can do a lot more with it. So what did I say? Pennywise, pound foolish in a sense. Exactly. I wouldn't say in this case, the client's being cheap. They just didn't know. They just just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran into that in my house because, you know, that's I have one big test bed here. You know, and I and I think you and I were joking. I'm like, oh, I got four different light switches in my house from four different manufacturers. And I had five, but I took the, the fifth one out because it was so horribly working with everything else. And I'm like, it's just not worth it. It's the dumbest switch I ever had. I just, I'd have been better off putting a, a regular, you know, decor light switch in and calling it a day. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the problems I was running into was, you know, okay, 
this is working with this light bulb. That's not working with that light bulb. And I do this a lot. I can imagine if you're a builder, how frustrating would that would be when your electrician's popping out there who doesn't know this much stuff about some of this stuff. And they're just grabbing something out of the van to put in there. And then nobody knows why that light's flickering and you can't control it. Yeah, absolutely. That That's a big thing with LED. Back in the, the day, you know, with incandescents, they dim beautifully. Oh, yeah. And LEDs are have gotten much, much, much better. And now there's even actually low voltage lighting. Now we're not even running, you know, 120 volts to the mm-hmm. uh, you know, conventional power to the LED fixtures are actually running 12 or 24 volts to them now. So they have DC lighting systems, which dim just like an incandescent would. But uh, yeah, you're right. The, the flicker, the lamp quality, and that's another gotcha. It's another thing the integrator has to know these days is what lighting fixtures are compatible because the, the client might get a really poor experience when the, the color temperatures of the light are all off because they're low quality. Mm-hmm. Where you have it dim and they're like, this one looks a little more bluish. This one's a little more orangish. What the heck's going on here? Or it's flickering. Integrators could help point that out because the, the top lighting manufacturer brands actually will test a lot of these lamp fixtures to make sure that they are compatible or dim down mm-hmm. or, or they'll, they'll actually rate how far it dims down because some will dim quite well, but only to a certain level. Then they start to flicker. Yeah. Like I've got two that I just put, I got two lights that are just recessed. Uh, you know, what are they? Three inch can lights, uh, two inch can lights up in my master that I put over the bed. And I'm going to switch those two fixtures out because when they dim down, they only dim down to like 40%. Well, it's still too bright. I can't yep. get that. And it's the fixture's fault. I just got to swap the fixture out, which isn't a big deal. It's two lights. You know, I can access everything in there. It's really easy. But those are the things that where that integrator goes, yeah, you don't want to use that, but you want to use this. And that's where it Here's saves why. you all the headaches and the repurchasing of products and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Lighting is such a key component now of what a lot of integrators do. And with some of them, it's become one of their main sources of, of business. It's not so much the audio video anymore. It's it's the lighting and the shading because, uh, you know, if a client's really not into home theater or anything that, you know, that could be many clients, but everyone sure. uses the lights every, every day and, and shading and, and motorized uh, drapery adds convenience, but also energy savings and, and to the house as well, you know, keeping the solar gain down or keeping the heat in and lighting is getting really neat because like we're talking about now, part of it, what you have to know to have the expected experience from the client, is this going to dim down as low as I think it's going to, but now we have the things like circadian rhythm lighting or Mm -hmm. another term is human centric lighting where you're mimicking the color temperature of the sun as it makes its arc throughout the sky. And the effect of that is really neat. And, and some scientists are saying that that helps our health because it's mimicking, you know, we're, we're inside mm-hmm. doors so much compared to the, the way that people in the past were that that's affecting our, our sleep rhythms to have bright white lights at night when they should be dimmer and more warm on the color temp. This could happen automatically now with, with the client not having to go up there and turn knobs or you know hit little up and down dimmer buttons, but this will do this throughout the day almost imperceptibly. So yeah. the integrator is really a wealth of knowledge on these type of systems and help you budget this as well, because of course, you know, those systems cost more, but let's figure it out. See if it's something that uh, you want now or maybe want later, but let's, let's think this through. 
We'll talk about budgets in a second, but one thing I wanted to, to really hit home here for our listeners is what, if they're a builder, remodeler, designer, and they're trying to track down a quality integrator, what should they be looking for in that search? It's a great question. Here's a little plug on the HTA because we defined that. That very question could be answered by going to htacertified.org. And since this is a podcast, we can have those follow along. Can't do a screen share. Uh, But if you go to htacertified.org, on that home screen, you'll notice uh, there's four tiles on the bottom of your screen. One of them on the left says HTA certification defined. Click on that, and that is a great starting point. Of course, the easy button is just find a certified integrator on our website because we have a dealer finder. Type in your zip code, and you'll mm-hmm. find who, who made it through our tough validation and all the background checks and all the things we do to make sure someone's you know is worthy to carry the HTA certified badge. But what if we don't have one in your area? Use because we publish it. It's it's not a hidden standard. It's all there with a bunch of bullet points, the things we do. So for those yep. cynics out there and you go to the HTA site, you go, hey, that sounds great. Oh, shoot. There's the next guy's 100 miles from me. Well, let us know. We'll try to find someone in your neck of the woods. We're doing that right now for someone and trying to find someone in their neighborhood because they reached out to us. We're more than happy to do some homework for them. But use this as because I don't know about your state, but in California down here in Los Angeles, Integrators are quite aggressive. They're knocking on job site trailers all the time. And every time I go to a job site trailer, there's tons of cards from integration companies and put them through this, you know, go through this, this list of bullet points. Are, are, yep. are they, do they have a license? Do they have liability insurance? Have they been, they filed bankruptcy recently. Do they have liens? Are, are they been sued? Uh, who's backing them up? What endorsements can they give you? What are their customer service policies? Do they guarantee service or do they have a stated policy of customer service that they give to their clients? By doing this early homework up front, you'll weed out the bad companies. And just so you know, and this is a, a low percent, but we expect that only 10% of companies out there that call themselves you know, air quotes here, technology integrators mm-hmm. will meet the standard that we put forth. Nice. So it's, it's a pretty low percent, but that's why we could go with confidence to the cynic and say, Hey, I get you that, you know, if this industry were so amazing, then there would have been no reason for the HT to even exist. Correct. But the reality is different. And there's a lot of people out there that mean well, but don't know how to do it. These folks are different. Absolutely. Well, you created something interesting over there on the on the HDA page as well, which blows me away. The budget calculator. Yeah, this was I. I can't claim my own personal. I, I'm very proud of it. But some really smart people in our industry put this together. This was a a crowdsourced tool. That thank you for bringing this up because it is such a great tool for all the trades to use and homeowners. This is a, the first and only consumer technology budget estimator of its kind. And it strikes a nice balance without getting too in the weeds. It's not granular asking techie questions that are going to confuse a client. It's asking high level questions about, do you want to have security cameras? Do you want to put some lighting in your house everywhere? Just the main rooms or just a couple rooms, you know, simple questions. And as you answer the question, there's only 17 of them. It gives you a budget from, $1,000 
uh, very good to amazing. Mm-hmm. The only thing it's not accurate on is if you want to stay completely in the DIY world. You sure. Know, if you just want to put, you know, all DIY, go down a, you know, the big box store and pick up Wi-Fi cameras and everything Wi-Fi, then this is going to be too expensive. But this is professional grade equipment. And it's great for the builders and the trades to know because it's more money than most people think to have this done well. And now you have a neutral brand agnostic tool that even has the ability. There's three questions. There, there's a, it kind of gives you the ability to to um, swing the numbers if you live in a more affordable part of the country True. versus crazy places like San Francisco and LA and New York city where things are really, really expensive. There's ability to kind of sway the numbers one way or the other, but it works really well. And yeah, thanks for sharing it. It's a great tool. Yeah, that's, it's great. Yeah. I got to play with that a little bit earlier and I was like, okay, this is something that's really good out there for those builders or modelers and especially homeowners just trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's a realistic budget for me? Because that's always the hardest part is trying to, to nail down, okay, this is what I want, but before I go dive in knee deep into this, what could I expect this to run? Yeah, and I'll tell you the reason we created it, because I can tell you from being on the integrator side of the fence for many years, when we would be brought to a project from the architect or the builder or the designer, we meet their clients, beautiful home that they're building. Obviously, they're able to afford our services because you see what they're building. It's a pretty amazing home. And you would talk to them, find out their wishes and their wants and their needs. And you put a proposal together and they'd be sticker shocked so bad because they would think you're ripping them off. Like, is this person crazy? Are they high? You know, how can it be this much money? Well, that's just what it is. And when you think about the brand, you'll know brands because, you know, you're into tech yourself, but 95% of the brands that are going in the homes, clients don't know what these brands are. And they don't have an idea what it would cost. So here's the, here's the problem that this fixes. So the good integrator, the legit great integrator, the ones that your builders and designers and architects want to work with mm-hmm. that are actually legit companies that take care of their clients would put together a proposal. The client says, oh my God, that's way too much money. And then they'll you know, call the other 90% of the integrators out there that are competing on price, putting in inferior solutions. They don't have the knowledge to even work and play with the team well. Yep. They come in 30, 40, 50% less and the client goes, I knew it. That company yep. is ripping me off. The higher based on the price, everyone loses. Everyone Everybody has a bad experience. It. It's a mess. It costs yep. the builder twice as much because now they got to, when that project's done, now they got to go back and fix it because of all the mistakes that were made beforehand. And you have a customer who is your homeowner that had a really poor experience that now gets blamed on that integrator that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is true. So it's great this message is coming out through your show here because this is exactly how to turn to pivot, you know, to to deal with technology in a more proactive way. Because when the the trades get out in front of the technology to sit conversation and lead that conversation, great things happen. The client wins, you're gonna have less change orders, less project delays. Your client will thank you and not blame you because like, hey, thanks for bringing this up. And a tool that I shared with you that we just launched at at the International Builder Show is that project technology assessment form. 
And uh, for those that are listening and want to see this, there's, if you go back to the HTA site, again, on the home screen, there's a tile. This one says for builders, architects, interior designers. It's on the far, far right, lower corner of the website. Yep. If you click into that article, it kind of talks about what we talked about today a little bit, but you'll see a link in the first paragraph to download what we call a project technology assessment form. It's mm-hmm. a one page checklist. It's designed for, the trades to keep with them. And when you're talking, you you get a new client and you're in the early phase of that project, this is the checklist of the technologies out there. The things we talked about today are in there and more. We didn't talk about energy management. That's another one. You, you kind of hinted at wellness. Wellness is a big topic, right? With the, you're talking about the hoods and all that and the dehumidifier, all part of this discussion now. So it's a checklist just to show the client to say, Hey, you know, as your, you know, insert name here, as your, your builder, your interior designer, your architect, one of the things that I have to do is figure out what technologies you want so I could incorporate that into the whole design in your whole home. So here are the menu of options. Let's, you can just hand it to them or, or discuss it with them. And now you can hand that to your integrator and, and the client now is primed. Oh yeah, I am interested in this and in, in, in these topics and now could get, a quote from that integrator. And then this isn't forgotten about. It's part of the, the job from the get-go. And the cool thing is too, is this really lends to that consumer experience. The people that are purchasing this home or own the home that are doing the major remodel, you are now providing them with a higher level of service from start to finish. And you're making the project go smoother easier and you have a much better control of the budget of things because that's being monitored throughout the process versus somebody just running down the, the, with the cart at Best Buy, trying to load it up and throwing stuff in and then not, you know, having to pay somebody by the hour to sit there and figure out how to make it work. Now you have a plan that's done. It's designed out and it's something that's going to be functional. Absolutely. You said that perfectly. And I'd add on top of that too, everything you said is right on the, the aesthetics. I know you come from the design world, mm-hmm. right? And a good integrator is thinking, how can we blend this into the aesthetic of the home, into the decor? So it's not an eyesore, but it, it blends in. There's all sorts of tricks that integrators have thanks to some very clever manufacturers out there. And I can tell you from my past, what I love working with the trades is I've had interior designers come up with some unique requests. I mean, they're very creative people, right? They're always sure. thinking outside the box and say, hey, what about this? Can we do that? And I'll say, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me talk to some motorized lift makers. And we've had custom-made lifts that didn't exist, but because the clever interior designer asked for something, they made something for this project. So how cool is that? Right. Where oh. we're hiding TVs or coming out of the sides of walls or through the floor or out of the ceiling. And, and you would never know they were there. But because the designer was thinking this and there was some, you know, behind the scenes chatting going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now. So but what's in it for them? You're driving this. You're in control of the technology conversation. You're not reactionary to it. You're driving it. And by working with that great integrator, that's a team partner for you. You can do some magic. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times in the back, you know, 15 years ago that I was designing so many TV lifts coming out of the footboard of the bed where you yeah. wouldn't even see it. You know, the panel would yeah. flip open, it would come up. 
you know, and then twist and swivel and do all that stuff. Now, you know, it's a little bit different now, but back in the day we were using all of those servos and having a good time with that stuff and trying to make it all work together. Yeah. There's some really clever solutions out there now. It, it's, it's a fun industry because it's always evolving. And yeah. unfortunately for the design world, a lot of the manufacturers out there are getting wise to interior aesthetic. And um, some of the tech geeky companies out there put a, a real kind of eh looking plastic, you know, light switch. And, and you look at the interiors of these homes and they're amazing. And you have this plastic out of, it doesn't fit. I mean, it's better yeah. than having four gangs of light switches. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. Improvement over that. How many but times have I walked into a house and there's that like eight gang of switch of white decor switches when, you know, you walk yeah. in in the entry, right? We walk in beautiful entry room and, you know, you got all the beautiful tile, everything else. And there's a gang of eight decor switches and one cover on it in a row right there. And I'm like, man, you just took up that whole 16 inch stud bay right there. Yeah. It's hideous looking. It's not. And here's the thing. Not only is it an eyesore, but that's not a good user experience, right? No. Uh, if there's eight switches and the, the lighting designer could come in there and, and they could put them all at the right exact dim location and make the room pop, right? Like the yeah. art is now lit up just right. And this part of the room is kind of brought down to bring focal point to certain key design areas of the room. And it looks great. And the second the designer walks away and someone else touches those dimmers, it's all out of whack. Well, now you can have the buttons pre-programmed and you can instantly recall it. Now we're talking one gang and it doesn't have to be plastic. It could be there. There's a, there's some gorgeous brands out there. Some of them out of Europe. Basalt is another one. If you've seen the mm -hmm. basalt lighting yeah. keypads and, and Lutron makes some really amazing ones mm -hmm. out there as well. Uh, that some of them are real retro looking like, like they came out of a house from the twenties with the little yeah. toggle switches on them or yep. push buttons, but they can still have a completely modernized system behind those push buttons and 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 the metals and the surfaces and you can oh, even have yeah. leather it's cool really neat stuff so that is the that is the technology integrator actually augmenting an interior design's design right Correct. so the project got prettier by actually engaging a technology integrator who would have thunk that would have happened right but it's happening yeah. it's awesome it's awesome yeah well josh we're running out of time what did we not cover today in this episode you know, I think we covered some amazing ground here. I really did. Uh, I'm happy about all the topics. You're, you're asking the right questions. Your knowledge of this industry is right on. So I think if people just do what we talked about, but just review it, is the mindset change out there that all your listeners will be much happier about is to get out in front of the technology conversation early. You lead it. You don't have to know it all. Maybe this is how this is. Maybe here's a point to get across. Breathe easier, relax. You do not have to be a home tech pro. All you have to do is know a home, home tech pro you get along with. That's a great team player for you. And whew, you could breathe a sigh of relief and just lean on them because technology is going to change what we're talking about. If we, if we do this a year from now, we're going to be talking about different technologies, right? Yep. Things are going to evolve. So that integrator is going to be your friend. They're going to keep you up to speed. You don't have to take that stress on. They will take those, those trouble calls, right? At 10 o'clock when the shades yep. don't go down or something, put that on the integrator and you will find that your projects will proceed with less change orders, less project delays, 
And the end result will be much better. And because the technology is often the cool stuff, right? If we're doing home yep. theaters and stuff like that, that's the stuff that clients often show off to their friends. And that could lead to more business for the builder. Like, who did this? Oh, my, my builder has this amazing team of people that came in there and exactly. did this. This is so cool. That's what we want to see. Absolutely. Mic drop on that one. Here we go. <laughs> dude that is great and that's the thing you know it's all about the easy button and making your project be more professional at the end of the day absolutely absolutely okay josh thanks for coming on today again let's hit the website again for people to come over there that is uh, htacertified.org, correct yes htacertified.org and another thing that i'd like to bring uh, ideas to because at the end here we talked about aesthetics a bit and hiding technology. We, we built something on our site too, which you'll see also on the home screen. It says resources, and this is a resource guide. What we've done is built a collection and it's category based by the way, it, of brands that are in this space that like for example, Lutron, we mentioned them Lutron's in here and, uh, one of the companies I mentioned, Basalt, is in here and Walsmart. Some of the companies that are making really aesthetically beautiful products, we're showing they have little microsites within our site. So uh, you could go here and buy Topic Find, for example, invisible speakers or some of the motorized lifts or architectural finishes. So it's an, basically what I'm just trying to say it's a resource. Yeah. And we want this to be a resource for your listeners out there. So if they want anything tech, come here, check out some of the brands, read some of the articles, and then you can kind of get up on some of this cool technology coming out. Excellent. Thanks, brother, for coming on today. And everybody Absolutely. out there, thanks for listening to Around the House Pro Insider. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be